This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. We're going to introduce a new series this morning. Yeah, excitement, come on. God's, God's teaching us some great stuff uh, right now and we're growing. That's what the Word of God is, is, is to help us in that, obviously. And uh, the new series is called The Question When You Need an Answer. A Question When You Need an Answer. And this will become clearer as we go through the series. But it was, it's, it's interesting that in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we see that Jesus, when people came to him with questions and with needs, he often responded to them with a question. In fact, there are over a hundred questions that Jesus asked of people. And uh, so this could be a long series. Probably not that long. But questions when you need an answer. So you might be here this morning with a question. I guess maybe you need to hear a question, not just an answer. So, for example, it was when people were in a storm. Jesus said, why are you so afraid? When someone needed a miracle, Jesus said, do you believe I can do this? When someone was undergoing an ongoing health challenge, Jesus said, do you want to get well? When someone had doubts spiritually, Jesus said, why do you keep on doubting? A question when you're looking for an answer. So the first question is for Many of us, possibly all of us, I guess most of us, who are going through right now a challenge, a difficulty, a struggle, might be, it's, might be like a huge thing in your life, a really big thing in your life. You're going through like a storm, like a challenge, like a difficulty. And the question is, as Christians, why are you so afraid? Jesus is asking us the question, if you trust me, if you belong to me, why are you so afraid? Now, I want to give you some uh, context for this question. It's from Mark chapter 4. We'll read that in just a moment. But here is Jesus asking the question, why are you so afraid? Jesus was preaching, he was teaching, and wherever he went, crowds and crowds and crowds, hundreds, thousands of people came. They did anything they could to push in to hear what he was saying. And on this particular occasion, it's recorded in Mark's gospel, it's also recorded in two of the other gospels. On this particular occasion, Jesus was preaching from a boat. What had happened was there were so many people that Jesus got in the boat just slightly offshore so that he had chance, so he wouldn't totally dominated by people and crowded in. So he used his boat as his platform. And his platform, as we're going to read later on, his platform became his sermon illustration. He's preaching from the boat and loads and loads, thousands, hundreds and hundreds of people were crowding in to listen to him. So let's read the story in Mark chapter 4, just a few verses there, and we're picking it up from verse 35. So Jesus had been preaching, he'd been teaching all day. He says this, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall or storm came up and waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, that's the back of the boat, not his facial expression, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? 
He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So here's the story. A storm. Has anyone ever been in a boat and you thought it was going to sink? I'm not talking about the boating lake at Southport or something like that. I'm talking about on the open sea, being in a situation where you thought the boat, by the expressions on some of your faces, you have been there. Well, I've fortunately never been in that. I'm not a strong swimmer. I don't love being in boats particularly. Some people absolutely love that. Not for me. I've never been in a boat thinking it was going to sink, but I can just imagine what that must be like. It must be pretty horrendous. I've been on a plane which I thought wasn't going to make it. Anyone else done that? You know, it's something about turbulence. Turbulence only ever starts when they're serving you coffee. (laughs) Why is, what's that rule? Where's that law coming from? And so you're like this with your coffee when, with turbulence. But no, I was on one particular flight a lot of years ago. I was flying from Tel Aviv back to, uh, to Manchester. And I was, we were in this uh, plane and the, you know, the pilot's saying certain things. And when the pilot puts on a parachute, you, you're kind of wondering that this might be difficult. That wasn't true. But he said, it's got, it's going to be some, turbulence will get you down okay but it just got worse and worse and worse and there was a lot of guys on there because I come from Israel a whole bunch of, of Orthodox Jews and they were praying and I was praying and and, and thinking hmm this is interesting don't know if we're going to make it uh, you know how the story ended because I'm here but uh, we made it but it's a terrifying experience if you're in a situation where you have no control over where you're in a storm and you don't know if you're going to make it. Now, you could be this morning in a storm in your life that's so bad, so intense, so terrifying that you don't know whether you're going to make it. Well, I want you to know this morning, God's with you. You're going to get through that storm. God, you know, you kind of in those situations, when you're really facing something, you kind of pray those prayers like, you know, God, um, if, you, if you get me through this, I'll, I'll, I'll join a monastery. I'll, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll, I'll kind of make all these promises to God in the intensity of that moment. How many of us actually follow through with those um, promises? But, you know, we're kind of thinking, God, how is this going to work out? If I can get me through it, this is what I'm going to do. If you're there, help me. You know, these disciples thought they were going to drown. Don't forget these guys, several of them were fishermen. They'd fished on this lake. They fished for many years. The fathers, the grandparents, generation after generation had fished on the lake Galilee or the Sea of Galilee for many, many years. So they knew what this was going to be like. They knew there was going to be this kind of difficulty. And where Galilee is, it's surrounded by hills. And from time to time, quite often, storms just kind of break out without any warning or very little warning. It's not a, not a massive area, about 21 kilometers long and about 13 kilometers wide. It's not a huge, huge lake, but it can be incredibly stormy. So they were used to storms. So they weren't just like 
overreacting. They were absolutely, from what we read, they were panicking because they weren't sure whether they were going to make it. They were really in a storm. They're really desperate. They're crying out to God to help them. You know, and sometimes in life it can be like that. We're on the, we, you know, we, we, we think life's going quite well. We're, things are kind of, got things sorted. I, I, I'm kind of, things are working out quite well for me. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, a storm in your life can, can, can brew up. It's a bit like, you know, when you've got a job and you enjoy your job and you're doing well in your job and things are going well. And then what you didn't realize is that you find out that the company's in, in, in difficulty and it looks like there might be redundancy. It's a bit like that in family. You know, your marriage is going really, really well and, and then you hear some bad news, maybe a health challenge or all sorts of other challenges. It, it might be with your children. You know, things are going great. We pray for the kids. We've encouraged them and think things are going all well and then you discover that what you didn't know was that they were making some bad choices and starting going off down a bad road. These things can happen in life when things seem to be going really, really well. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a storm can brew up. That was the reality for these guys at this time. Things were going well. They'd heard Jesus preach really well. He'd bless people. He'd heal people. He'd help people. They were going somewhere with Jesus. They were with him. But suddenly, out of nowhere, the storm brews up. You know, sometimes we can look at other people and think, well, actually, I wish my life was like them. I wish I lived in that house. I wish I had a great marriage like them. But you know, that's a dangerous thing to get into because we never actually know what other people are going through. And I think the reality of it is, in life, most of us, all of us, at some time or other, go through challenges. We go through storms. We go through difficulties. We go through trials. We go through huge, huge challenges. But the reality of it is, if we belong to God, if we love God, He's with us. He's always with us, no matter what we might face. It could be you this morning going through that kind of challenge. It could be somebody close to you, somebody that's really dear to you, somebody that you love, you know that's really going through a challenge right now. I want to tell you two things to remember, two things to kind of embrace about when you're in a storm. And I hope these are good news. And I hope these are encouraging. And I hope these can help us to see that even though whatever we might be going through, there is hope. First of all, you're in the storm with his presence. Now just think about that. Whatever you're going through, if you're a Christian, God's with you. So here was these boys... The disciples, they're in a boat, they, half of them knew all about fishing, they'd done this many, many times, but you know, the storm, they didn't know what to do, they were panicking. But the reality was, in all of that, Jesus was in the boat. It tells us there, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. I mean, it's like the worst storm anyone's ever experienced, they'd ever experienced. It's like incredibly bad, but there's Jesus having a kip. He's having 40 winks in the, sto- in the boat in the middle of the storm. How many know that God never panics? You're going through challenges. God's not thinking, how is this going to work out? What can we do? No, God's with you. He's with you. In the storm, you have his presence with you. Jesus was in sleeping but Jesus was in the boat. It might appear that you, Jesus is not, you know, where are you, God? You know, speaking into my life right now. But let me tell you, it might appear that he was sleeping like in the boat. 
He's with you. His presence is with you. Why are you afraid? God's with you. God's with us all of the time. That's, you know, sometimes you think, well, you know, if I'm a Christian, I've, I've given my life to God and, and, and I'm following Jesus and, and I'm serving God and, and I'm doing everything I, I possibly can. If that's, if that's me, I shouldn't be in a storm. I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be in a storm. This, this should happen to other people. No, reality of life is that we go through storms. Reality of life is we go through challenges. Reality of life is things are not always exactly as we hoped or planned them to be. We've heard this scripture already this morning. John 16, 33. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus actually said, in this world, in this life, going through life, you will have trouble. Well, cheers for that. I wouldn't have joined if I'd known that. I would have, you know, being a Christian and promised trouble. What, what's, this, what's this about? But no, any of us who are any level of maturity in God, we understand that being a Christian doesn't make us immune from challenges. It doesn't make us immune from troubles. It doesn't make us immune for storms. But we know for an absolute certainty, because on the authority of the Word of God, and also by experience, they know that no matter what happens to us, God is totally always with us. In the storm, we have His presence with us all of the time. Life is just not like that. No storms, no hassle, no trouble, storm-free, just floating on air, everything's fine, never any challenges, any problems. Life is not like that, but God is with us. You know, when we move from the kingdom, one kingdom into God's kingdom, we move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And the reality is there's a battle, there's a war, there is a challenge, there there are difficulties, there are things that we will go through when we step into the light. There is challenges that we face. You know, but God is always with us. God never promises just because uh, He's with us, we'll never be in a storm. He never ever promises that. But he does say, yes, the storm might rock us, but the storm won't sink us because God's with us. And if you love God, if you belong to God, you can be absolutely sure that God's with you. You might be rocked, you might be shaken, but God is with us and we'll come through. We will not sink because God is with us. When we step into God's kingdom, there will be challenges but he is with us. You know, he never promises that that we won't be rocked. He promises to be with us no matter what. You know, and there's something, whatever happens to us, whatever challenges, whatever difficulties we might be going through, there's none of these things can take us out of God's presence because God is in us and with us. And, you know, we I just want to encourage you to remember, whatever it might be, it might be huge, it might be a small challenge, a massive challenge, it might be dominating your life right now, but don't forget, God's with you. You won't sink. You will get through this. God, that's the promise of God. You know, sometimes people look at us and know that we've gone through some challenges and perhaps know that we're going through really, really difficult times right now and kind of wonder, well, how in the world are you like you are when you're going through all that? Well, that's, it's simple because God's with us. 
I've faced big challenges in my life, as many, if not all of you, have. We're not immune from that, but I am a testimony to the fact that God never abandoned me, that God's always with me, never ever leaves me or forsakes me. Here's a couple of scriptures that I've really taken to, to, to myself. I've kind of personalized these, and I just recommend learning some scripture. I recommend committing some of the Bible to memory, because when you don't feel like it, or when you feel struggling or down, the Word of God will just come back to you and encourage you in that. Here's one, Psalm 46, verse 1. God is my refuge and my strength. He is my ever-present help in time of trouble. God, it says God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, but personalize it. God is your help, is your strength. Whatever you're going through is your ever-present help in time of trouble. Here's another one, Hebrews 13 verse 5. Here's a promise. Here's a promise in Hebrews 13 verse 5. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Put it this way, never will my God leave me, never will my God forsake me or you if you follow him. God is with you. His presence is guaranteed no matter what challenges you might to be going through. He never promised the storm wouldn't rock you, but he did promise the storm wouldn't sink you. You're not alone in the middle of the challenge. You're not alone in the middle of the storm. God is with you. The disciples were panicking. They were, they, they, were, they were freaking out. They'd seen storms, but nothing like this storm. They, as far as they were concerned, this was the end. It was all over. And there was Jesus who was supposed to be helping them. He's having a kip. And they're thinking, God, what are you doing? But, you know, even when we think times like that, we know for sure from the authority of God's word that he is with us. In the storm, you have his presence. Second point, you're in the storm for his purposes. In the storm for his purposes. Who was it that asked them to go from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake? Well, obviously it was Jesus. He said, let's set off, let's go in the lake and go to the other side. It was Jesus who asked them to do that. Why was that? Because Jesus knew at the other side of the lake, there was somebody who needed his help. He knew that there was a guy demon-possessed guy who was self-harming. He was in an incredible state. Nobody could do anything for him. He couldn't be helped. No one could reach him. No one could change his situation. Jesus knew that there was somebody that needed to be helped. So he took them into the storm, knowing he would take them through the storm. And it just could be that when we realize that God hasn't, we don't think, well, just has God caused this storm in my life? can't answer that question. Has God just allowed this to happen to me? Not absolutely sure that I could answer that question either. But what I can tell you for absolute certainty, that if God didn't cause it or allow the storm, God can certainly use the storm to produce something significant in your life that can bring maturity, that can bring strength, and can be changed to you. He will use the storm in an incredible way. God uses these things that happen. I love what James says in James chapter 1. And James chapter 1, James writing, brother Jesus says this, he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. 
Well, that is not how it feels to me, right? Just put that back up. That's not how it feels to me. Whenever you face trials of many kind, consider it pure joy. Oh, great. Thanks for this challenge, God. Thanks for this storm in my life. Uh, Bring it on. I don't often feel like that, right? I don't. You might. You got a bit strange if you do. No, but we can rejoice in the storm. We can praise God through the storm. We can trust God right the way through. We can say, God, thank you that you are with me, that you're never going to forsake me. You're never going to abandon me. We can understand that God is with us no matter what. And in that kind of thing, we can be blessed. We can be helped. God is with us. It's a test. And why do you have tests? You have tests in life to prove something. At school, you have tests to prove that you've learned something. And maybe God is taking to get you from where you are to where God wants you to be in spiritual maturity. This is the test that you have to go through to get to that point. Perhaps God's using that to do something with you, to bring me, to bring you to maturity through the test. Perhaps God is saying, yes, you've got to go through this, but this is, it's a test. I'm going to use this to prove something. I'm going to, I'm going to show you you can learn something in this. I'm going to promote you through this procedure, through this test. Wonderful. It goes on to say in verse 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Another translation, New Living Translation puts it this way. It makes us strong in in character and ready for anything. Yeah? Strong in character and ready for anything. God's going to use this test, this storm, this challenge in your life, whatever that might be. He's using it to produce something in you. He's using it to make you stronger. It's using, he's using it to make your life a testimony so that others can see how phenomenal God is in your life and maybe he could make changes and make the difference in their lives. God is using these things. He always uses these tests to prove something strong. Make you stronger. When I look back over the challenges that I faced, I never chose them. I never expected them. But I thank God that through them, He's made me stronger. He's made me a little bit more like Him. He's made me come to maturity through the trials, through the tests. Kids get tested in school. Not, not always do they enjoy it, but it proves something. It proves that something has been learned. I guess that we have to learn something to go on, to get stronger, to come to greater maturity. God, whatever it is I'm going through, help me. Please use this. Rescue me from it as soon as possible. But will you teach me something in this challenge, in this storm? Struggling to agree with James, considering it pure joy. I'm trying to get there. But I thank God that whatever he takes me through, it's to, he's going to use it for my benefit and for his glory. How does God mature us? Well, he, he matures us in different ways. He matures us through his word, the Bible. When we read the Bible and look at the Bible, and the Bible Bible's like a, a mirror that kind of speaks back into our lives, and we see things and think, well, there's these things that I need to change, I need to uh, sort out, I need to become more like Jesus, I need to deal with some of these attitudes or bad behavior, or whatever it is, the Bible brings us to maturity. When we start to operate our spiritual gifts that God gives us to use 
things to help people, that shows that we learn a lot of things when we do that. Because you can learn something, but it's not till you practice it, till you actually do it, that you prove that you've learned it. You might feel really strong as a Christian, but let's see how strong you are when the challenge comes. That proves it. So God uses these things for that. As we go through the storms, God does something in us for absolutely sure. You know, when you look at somebody and there might be people that you look and admire as other Christians. You think, you know, they're, they're amazing. They're, they're strong. They're, they're consistent. They are, they're faithful. They are, they're, they're a good example. Let me tell you, I can guarantee they didn't get there on an easy trip, on an easy journey. They got there through challenges, through trials, and through trusting God in spite of whatever they may have been facing. It doesn't come easy, but when we trust God... It comes, it comes, we learn from that experience. Storms in my life, for sure, but thank God he used them. He learned something. I've learned something through them. So here's the disciples in the boat, God's presence with him, with them. God using this for his purposes to bless, to heal, to restore a man at the other side of the lake and for them to learn to trust him. But then started, Jesus, we're going to drown. He said, I kind of, wake up, Jesus, we're going to drown. I'm just kind of imagining my mind. They're like shaking him. Wake up, wake up. This is desperate. This is serious. Don't you understand? It doesn't say that, but don't you understand how bad this is? But then it says, Jesus gets up and rebukes the wind. What's that look like? Can you just imagine? I'm, I'm imagining Jesus standing up and saying, wind, enough. Stop. Waves, Silent, and you're just you're just thinking, yeah, this is the ultimate authority. Jesus calms the storm and he speaks peace into that situation. Incredible! It's it's like this worst storm they've ever seen, and suddenly it's like a mill pond. I just imagine hardly a ripple on the sea because Jesus has calmed the storm. And I thank God when God speaks, and God speaks into our situation when God calms the storm, when God brings us through the storm. But you know, Jesus had a question for them. He looked at them. He says, what, what, what's the problem, lads? He said, what you've seen, what I've done, you've seen me heal people, you've seen me open blind eyes, you've seen me raise people from the dead, you, you've, seen, you've seen all of these things. Why are you so afraid? And that's the question we've got to ask ourselves. I'm asking myself, perhaps I can throw that out for us all to say, if you're going through the challenge, why are you so afraid when you know that God's with you? Because if we trust him, we trust him. We don't just kind of trust him for little things, but not big things. No. Why are you so afraid? Well, God is with us. They were terrified and asked him, who is, and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. It's interesting when we read it, they call him teacher. Teacher, teacher, teacher is what they say. And asking him the question. But what we do see is they move from calling him teacher to calling him Lord. Because they saw his awesome and incredible power. And it's that when we get to that point where we say, God, I acknowledge that you are Lord, that you are in control, that no matter what I'm going through, that's when we really kind of break through and come into a greater level of maturity. The fear of the storm changed into the fear of God, reverence for God, uh, uh, um, an acceptance of who he is and a respect and honor for who he is. You're in the storm with God's presence. 
and you're in the storm for God's purposes. Now, I won't ever make light of what you're going through right now. It could be a massive, huge challenge. It could be a storm. It's like, how am I going to get through this? Will I ever succeed? Will I, will I ever kind of see the other side? The musicians come and uh, get ready, please. How am I ever going to get through this? But you know, if, you fo- if you're a follower of Jesus, why have you forgotten that God's with you? Don't you understand that he's always with us, no matter what? Don't you understand that whatever challenge we face, he's there with us? You know, you can be afraid because the boat looks like it's going to sink. But don't forget who's in the boat. Don't forget who's in your life. Don't forget who's with you. Don't forget whose presence is with you all the time. If you know that, if God is with you, the blessing of God, the strength of God is with us. He dwells within us. He is with me. He's for me. He's not against me. He will rescue us. He will take us through. We just have to get to that point where God, we're actually going to trust you. We're actually going to believe this stuff. We hear it. We read it. We're actually going to live like we actually believe it. Right across this room, there are people behind every face, behind many, many people, there are stories of storms that have been, that people have gone through, but they've proved God in, in the midst of that storm. Many, many, many people. That's the reality of the Christian life. We go through storms, we go through challenges, but God's presence is with us. The Bible said he's not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Let's ask the question one more time. Why are you so afraid? Well, because of this, and I don't know how this is going to work out, and this is a big, big deal in my life, and I don't, it seems like an impossible situation. Just remember, God's with you. Trust Him. Trust Him. Keep on trusting Him. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.